what's going on, everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys, this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast, brought to you by MSOTD Rocks or Rock Metal Thrive. Guys, we're already at the end of September. Where the hell did the time go? Hey, we're back at live shows. We're having a blast doing that. And, well, I got a little early stream for um, an album for this band that we're going to be talking to today. And and one of those moments where after one of the songs, I was just like, whoa, now I get it. This, this was incredible. I'm glad I could talk about it and get you guys prepared for its release in November. Really give you guys time to sink into the album and really take forward with it. But before we get started, I want to thank our sponsor, Phoenix Fitness. Yes, live shows fully back. I've been in mosh pits like crazy. Hell, I may sound a little nasally because I was in a pit previously before I shot this. First five seconds, smash right in the nose. So I'm going crazy there. I'm having a good time, but I'm surviving every single one. I'm going out there. I'm, you know, really doing well. And of course, I'm not tapping out. Cardio is still good. But what made that happen? I went to the gym. I was making sure that I was in concentrate, ready to go, you know, be in good shape, hit my fitness goals and whatnot. But when it came to recover, prepare for all this stuff, use proper supplements. That's where Phoenix Fitness came in. Having different pre-workouts, both stim and stim-free, BCLA recovery compounds, protein, AM, PM, right after your workout. Uh, let's see what else they got. Creatine, multivitamins, whatever you might need to achieve your fitness goals from a supplement basis to really get you guys on the right track, really help you recover, prepare, all that good stuff. Phoenix Fitness has you covered. Our listeners get 15% off using the code MSOTD at checkout at fnxfit.com. Link trips below. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Now, we're going all the way to Sweden for this one, my guys. So their style has been described as melodic death metal, mixing influences of modern metal and metalcore. You guys know me. Death metal, not really my thing. Then I listen to this band called Eyes Wide Open. Their brand new album, Through Life and Death, comes out on November 12th. I listen to this album and, <laughs> yeah. Y- yeah, this is something that is dynamic, incredible, has theatrical moments to it, some chants behind it that really make this album seem larger than life. And it is just, it's just really good, guys. Let me tell you that. Louder than life, larger than life, just fantastic. So, Eric, the lead singer, Christopher, the guitarist, for my eyes wide open, they're on the podcast today. We talk all about the album. And we talk about all about getting into rock and metal and what connects us to these songs. It's a good one, guys. Trust me on this. You're going to want to get in with this band and get ready for this album. Through Life and Death, November 12th. Are you guys ready? Let's go! Yeah! Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast, I get to bring you some absolutely incredible music right out of Sweden once again, and I'm not going to lie, I saw the press release on this band, they said melodic death metal mixing influences with like more modern metal influences, modern influences, and metalcore as well, and you guys know me, death metal, not necessarily my thing, so I'm like, okay, let's see what happens here, I listen to this band's brand new album, which comes out on November 12th called Through Life and Death, and... Not gonna lie, after the first two songs, I was like, uh, this is not what I was expecting, but this is absolutely incredible. Let's keep this rolling. So, all the way from Sweden, please welcome Eric and Christopher from the band Eyes Wide Open. So, guys, welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks for man. having us. Thanks for being on, guys. How's everything going in Sweden? You know, I mean, it's it's a completely still wacky time in the world with the whole COVID pandemic, but how's everything going over in your part of the world at this moment? Yeah, I think uh, things are starting to loosen up a bit. Uh, restrictions are lifted and we're yeah. actually really excited to uh, have our first real live show in a 
Almost well, it two seems years. forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's actually their release gig, uh, 13th of November. So pretty stoked about that. And we also have like a 10 year anniversary. So that's pretty cool. So 10 year anniversary plus release show plus first show since the pandemic. Yeah. Man, this yeah. thing's going to be huge. Like it just, yeah. <laughs> I, I've already got an idea of where you guys are going up on stage, of course emotions and anticipation is going to be rather high because you guys haven't been on stage for a long time and it's you know 10 year anniversary plus a brand new album a release show for it i feel like you know you might have a little bit of those jitters those that first song but this is what i'm seeing with every band i've seen play one of their like their first show since the pandemic that first song i can see there's a little bit of jitters in there a little bit of like anticipation a little bit of like pent-up energy because it's the first show back i totally understand it but it's when you get to that second song because you got through the first one and you're back. It's like you're back in that mindset plane. You're in. That's it. Yeah. Like one song, <laughs> it's it's over. You guys yeah, are back. I can really feel like uh, the jitters uh, yeah. already, actually, because uh, uh, from from the time that the gig got booked, I was thinking, oh man, we have we haven't rehearsed one bit, and yeah. and all these like you said, uh, the jitters and emotions come. Yeah. And so I hope it is like you say, like <laughs> one song and then we're in. Yeah. I'll say, don't worry, guys, you'll do absolutely fine because this isn't <laughs> just like one specific type of band. I mean, I've seen bands with more of that hard rock backing, more of that metalcore backing, some more of that like really hardcore punk style and honestly all across the spectrum. And this is typically what happens with these bands that are coming back from the pandemic with their first shows, especially when I'm seeing them again, that first song. Of course, those jitters are going to be there. But once that kit, once that first song is over, those jitters go away. And it's you're back in the zone. You are back to what you want to be doing. You're back on stage and you're feeling the happiness of being back up there instead of the anticipation of finally getting to have that happen. So at that point, all of a sudden, you guys, I've got a feeling you're going to be loose. You're going to be just real comfortable up there after that first song. And then whatever you go into second is going to be incredibly powerful and it's going to blow the whole entire audience away. <laughs> that's what we're looking for yeah. <laughs> yeah i think we will go go all in for sure uh, we're just sitting actually in the other room uh, before the before we're recording this and planning the gig and uh, uh, what we're gonna do like show wise too not only like playing wise but uh, what we want to what we want to give that night for the release gig so you're talking about just like not just the playing style, but what the actual show is going to entail in terms of what do you have else going on stage, the different things with the lights, yeah. maybe some different props you might bring up to really make this thing the proper release show, the proper anniversary show, and the proper comeback from the COVID pandemic show. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, we're looking into pyro <laughs> and uh, light shows and stuff. Yeah. So I, I really hope in this will be, yeah. Sick. Sick. <laughs> yeah, that's a good word for I it. Don't know if you saw the video for Devastation, but that, that's how we want to <laughs> that's how, oh, how that's this, what you guys are gonna do for the oh shoot. <laughs> we, okay. we hope that, at least. <laughs> well, if you guys end up doing that, here's another thing I've been noticing as well, where especially this is from the fans' perspective, the fan side of things. We were without shows just as long as you guys were because I mean we love going to shows, we love being in those crowds. And like me, I love being in those mosh pits going absolutely crazy. I mean, like I said, I'm a little nasally because I took a shot straight to the nose five seconds into the show I saw the night before we shot this. So 
However, it's the energy from the fans. It's, it's also pent up energy too. We've been waiting for this. And sure, you, you're going to get a good amount of fans that have seen other shows already this year. But the fact that we were without shows for like a year and a half, we still want to go out and see every little bit of them. We want to make sure that we don't miss out on this. You're going to feel that energy from the fans and you're going to be able to just feed off of it and create more energy for yourself so that you're going to be up on stage. The energy is going to be flowing from you. And then the fans are going to feel that it's going to be this back and forth thing. So by the time you guys get to the end of your set, you guys are going to be super duper energized and so are the fans. That That's the best feeling sure. ever yeah. when I'm going like playing a show and you get the energetic fans that give you energy back mm-hmm. to uh, really like make the show even better. Um, and you usually feed from that. Yeah, like, definitely. Uh, definitely. A lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, gigs that has this uh, forth and back thing are so much easier or, or like how we say, it's so much more energetic to play mm-hmm. uh, instead of when it's just a, like a really dead crowd and you just have to give everything yourself. Yeah, yeah, because if you have to give everything yourself, it's something where you're really trying. It's just when you're not getting that same response from the crowd, it does get a little bit disheartening in a way. I can totally understand yeah. that. But yeah. it's when the crowd gets going and if you need to, Call out for, you know, split the crowd into call out for that moment with the wall, <laughs> call out for a mosh pit, call out for a circle pit, because there are times where especially, you know, fans coming back to shows, it's they might be a little anxious to have that happen. All of a sudden you guys call out for it and you guys put a spot on this like state in the crowd like we want one right here in the middle of the stage. All of a sudden, you know, here comes the crowd. They're going to converge to the middle with the guys that want to do it and the girls that want to do it. And next thing you know, that place is going to open up. You're going to see that energy just flowing. You're going to see bodies smashing into each other and people are going to be <laughs> right. Like it's going to be, it's going to happen. People are going to be high-fiving each other, hugging each other, having a great time. And it's just going to be something where you guys are going to see it up on stage and think, man, the energy <laughs> is here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, looking forward to, forward to the show even more now when I'm starting to get the pictures. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the best feeling we're looking for. Yeah, definitely. No, I hope like I'm not freak like adding more to that anticipation with like getting the mental <laughs> pictures in there. But I mean, like I said, I've been I've been back at shows for maybe let's say two months now that are like this, and now I'm getting more and more consistent with them. And it's just I'm keep seeing this over and over and over again. It's something that is gonna end up happening to you guys, especially with if there's an, if your show's gonna be a lot of people's first shows back, man. And you guys are going to bring the pyro, you guys are going to bring the energy, the fans are going to bring the energy. That's going to be a night that people will not forget for a very long time. Yeah, we're we're planning to actually live record it as well. And uh, we'll see if there will be like a a DVD release or something like that. So it's going to be a special night for sure. Yeah, You just got to make it a special night. And usually when those special nights, I'm not going to lie. Because I've had those days, too, where all of a sudden it's like, okay, especially got this planned out. There's always something typically that just doesn't go according to plan. If you guys just <laughs> roll with it and just play along with it, you're going to end up having one of those magical moments instead of, oh, my God, this one thing didn't go right. Oh, now we're freaked out. And just let it like completely just turn everything else around and just for the worse. No, you roll with it and everything keeps flowing to the point where all of a sudden – that little hiccup that you might have had might be the best thing that ever happened to the show. Like all of a sudden, say yeah. someone's uh like like your guitar ends up just getting unplugged or something during a song, and all of a sudden you can just have some fun with it, just roll with it, find a way to plug it back in real creatively. All of a sudden, okay, that's some people are gonna remember, but it's they're gonna remember you actively doing something like, okay, something happened. How can I still make this worthwhile so that people are like 
still into this and then the energy keeps going back and forth then you come back you finally plug it back in you just go full-on shred mode and everyone's just like <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's pretty funny that you say this because you know the shows when something really weird or like annoying at the moment happens like like you said if if something fucks up with a guitar or something like when you're in the moment it really sucks but you still have to like keep on bringing the show but after like afterwards after the gig this is something we always talk about and have fun with afterwards so yeah. um actually when we played a festival gig in stockholm uh oh yeah <laughs> on, on the first song i i went out and like full on headbang and then started going up to the stage lifting my foot on the monitor and the monitor goes away i'm, a, <laughs> I'm just diving into the ditch uh, <laughs> and, and this was also the first gig for our new drummer that we got the, like two years ago. oh yeah <laughs> so <laughs> first song <laughs> i had to pick myself up with the help from the audience uh, at the front <laughs> and uh got my gear together and back up on stage and just in time for the verse. So <laughs> <laughs> I remember I st stood on the stage and like, so, oh, there goes her singer. Did he die? Like, <laughs> okay, it goes up. Good, good. let's continue. <laughs> so you fall it's like, okay, please don't end up having what happened to Dave Grohl. Please don't break your actual phone. Yeah, like, that'd be bad. And all of a sudden you pop up. Definitely no problem. <laughs> but there's another thing too that you mentioned there, Eric, with, you know, you fell off stage, but all of a sudden the people in the front row are helping you back up. They're helping you get your stuff back together so that you can go back up on stage and get going with it. And that's something yeah. that I mean, when the pandemic I miss with rock and metal is just how, especially with every single fan, it's, it's a community. It's like a family. And all of a sudden you like every performer is a part of that as well, where we see something happen with you guys. We're there to help. We're, we're always there to help because we, we, we understand, we know what it's like. We want to help out each other. We want to make sure that these shows are memorable and the best as possible. So whatever we can do, we're going to do it yeah true i mean that's like basically rule number one with the mosh pit if someone falls down you pick them right back up yeah 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 we had like a, a really big mosh pit in a, a gig in germany that uh there was a, a small girl with her mom and her mom was like falling down so basically i start stop singing and just like pick her up <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's pretty cool like people are even though they march and it gets uh, like physical they are really taking care of each other yeah so. yeah no absolutely i mean every show i go to it just it's it we always say this, it looks violent it looks horrible yes it does from from you when you look at it just from an outside perspective but the best part about it is, is after the end of the song, you're seeing people high five each other. People are giving each other hugs. It's people are really going through this because people that get in those mosh pits, it's it's we're laying a lot out a lot of emotion to your music that we really connect with when we're listening to it. So now we're able to actually express this in more of that physical way, but it's in a way that still is safe and contained. And other people are doing it. We understand the rules of the pit, and all of a sudden, at the end of the at the end of the at the end of the set, honestly. People are high five each other. People are making friends with people that they just went shoulder to shoulder with for, you know, 10 straight songs, trying to see who can knock each other down first. And all of a sudden, <laughs> now you guys are the best of friends. It, it, it happened to me a good amount when I was out at uh, the Blue Ridge Rock Fest in Virginia. There were a couple of guys that had these shirts that said pit crew on them, about like 200 of them. And they're just kind of basically controlling the mosh pits. And it was just absolutely amazing seeing what these guys would do because all of a sudden there was a problem. They took care of it. 
people fell down. There's like five people rushing to pick someone up. It was That's awesome. It was awesome to see. So now I got to ask you guys this because you guys mentioned that that show that I uh, was in Germany is Germany. Like when it comes down to playing, especially around Europe, is Germany that place where you guys really want to play or is it Sweden or anywhere else in Europe? Uh, we have been usually playing uh, Scandinavia and like Europe around Germany. Yeah. Uh, but we really like to travel to other places. Uh, the States is really, uh, really a top on the list for yeah. us, Definitely. I think. And uh, UK, we've never been to the UK. And yes, yeah, so there's a lot of places we want to go. Uh, just ha- haven't had the opportunities yeah. for it. So. Yeah. I hope some doors will open up with the new record and uh, the new label, A Rising Empire. So, Well, before we jump in the record, I'll bring up a little bit of stuff with A Rising Empire as well, because taking a look at the bands that they have on the roster alongside you guys, because two of my favorites from there are Landmarks and then Venues. It's yeah. taking a listen to their sound, especially with the growth of how they are over here in the States, specifically Landmark, that they released that record in January. Now it's we're getting to notice them, and when when tours are able to start happening, where bands over in Europe are able to come over to the U.S. and do those, you know, month long, two month long tours, I feel like Landmark is going to be one of those bands that ends up coming over. So that's going to add a lot more to the stock of or the stock of the value of a rising empire, which is going to end up reverberating around to every other band that's on that label, including you guys. So it's just going to add a little bit more to, okay, we're looking for a band to go out on tour with here in the U.S. Let's bring a band over from Europe. Let's see who we can get, who's going to fit in with that style. They might just start looking at a rising empire band, see, okay, who can we get? Can we get one of these? Who's going to fit? Next thing you know, you guys are going up on tour here in the U.S., going on 20, 30 dates. And next thing you know, you're going to be playing shows here. People are going to be going crazy in the pit. They're going to be realizing, this Eyes Wide Open band is incredible. Why haven't (laughs) I heard about them before? That was me basically listening to this record, too. I was like, I haven't heard of them before. This is absolutely amazing. What is wrong with the world here? <laughs> Thanks, dude. That means a lot, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think like um, the states have been like really hard to reach for us, uh, ma- mainly because it's uh, travel distance and all that. Like, and it's really hard to. We need we need some solid ground there to. Uh, um, yeah, have someone to, to uh, how should I put it? Like a main band that we could support mm-hmm. and uh, go over there and do some shows and um, have a fan base uh, growing. So uh, I, I think that is uh, an opportunity we're uh, about to get. So I really hope for it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think like uh, uh, the states, the states are like already probably the biggest audience but it's also like a really big country so Mm -hmm. um i mean if you compare to i guess it's bigger than europe right i I think in total area wise from all 50 states i believe it is but and i know it's from like if you go from the west coast of the united states all the way down to the east coast versus the west coast of the europe european continent to where the kind of divides in Russia from Europe to Asia. I think it is wider in the United States. Uh, for everyone listening, don't quote me on that because I don't know the specific <laughs> distance. I know someone might end up pulling that out, but if you pull out the actual statistics, I think it's that way. If not, then it's really freaking close. So yeah. again, so we're, we are, we will look, you guys do have that massive amount of area to cover. 
And it's mm. like with Europe and the U.S. in a way that's similar is when you go to different parts of with the U.S., you go to different parts of the country. With Europe, you go to different parts of the continent. There's different cultures, different regions, and yeah. the type of music that they listen to is kind of different. So, like, mm. with, when it comes to the Europe, from what I understand, is, like, Germany, huge in rock and metal. Scandinavian yeah. countries, a, a very similar kind of style. You go over to the U.K., I mean, you got bands like Bring Me the Horizon and Architects, who had a number one album in the U.K. this year as a metalcore band. Yeah. 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 And then you come over to here to the U.S., it's like, okay, in the northeastern part of the United States, yeah, they it's they have a huge fan base for this stuff. You go to uh, Florida and Texas, they do have those fan bases as well. But mostly where I'm at in the like more Midwest part of the country, you know, more in the middle of the country, basically think Chicago and all around there. Like mm-hmm. there is a huge presence. It doesn't get necessarily talked about that much in terms of popular media, but there's a huge presence. And if you guys are able to get on tour, it's like, okay, make sure you guys come around certain ones with these areas. But then again, it all depends upon the band that you guys end up attaching with and go tour with. But that's another thing as well. With this record, with Through Life and Death, the dynamics that are behind it with the ability that you guys have to really work within this, the sounds flow incredibly well with so many other bands that are here that a band goes on a headlining run and they're looking to put you guys on as a, a supporting act. It's not going to be hard for fans to get into your music, especially with how Through Life and Death was constructed. Well, that's uh, about uh, our thoughts as well. Yeah. I think we have a couple of like dream main bands to go with and stuff like that. Uh, like we, we talked about this, like going yeah. on tour with Kill Switch or Trivium and stuff like that would yeah. be so amazing. And yeah. also like um, to do that in the States would open so many doors for us. Yeah. Yeah, okay, now I'm, now I'm starting to think about both of those two and which one I would think would be a... Honestly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. For Out of those two, I think the best fit for you guys would be Trivium. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, probably. probably. When, when, be- it com- I was gonna say, when it comes to Kill Switch, it's... When I think about Kill Switch, it's, I think about, you know, one of the biggest acts in metalcore across the whole entire thing. When I think of Trivium, though, I think Trivium is, an- is another big act in that as well, but their sound is so much more dynamic in terms of what they can do with the speed, with what Mahifi's vocals do, there's a lot there for a more dynamic sound. And after listening to Through Life and Death by you guys, by, of course, Eyes Light Open coming out November 12th, making sure you guys remember what day it comes <laughs> out. If you don't and you're watching a YouTube video, take a look at the bottom of the screen because it's just going to be nice big letters for you so you don't forget. <laughs> but <laughs> listening to your guys' sound on Through Life and Death and thinking about how it could work in with, you know, leading into Trivium in a live setting that transition is very simple for fans to make. And of course, if Trivium's going to be the headlining band, they're going to be going to see Trivium. All of a sudden, they're going to yeah. listen to you and be like, okay, now I like this. Now I got to go check out more of this. Uh, where, where, where can I, where can I you know, buy you know, the vinyl or something like that? Oh, where can I you know, find these guys online? Next thing you know, every city you go to, all of a sudden, you know, a little more merch starts being sold, a little more downloads start happening, a little more streams start happening. A little more, you know, likes on the social media pages start really climbing. And honestly, that's why I think Trivium would be, if you guys could get on tour with Trivium, my God, would that be perfect? Yeah, yeah. I think so too. Uh, I think they also have like this, uh, like we talked about, like, like we both have the softer stuff and we also have the harder stuff and everything in between kind of. Mm-hmm. And um, kind of the same with Trivium. Uh, like, so such a diverse sound. Um yeah, well, especially with Trivium in 2015 when they recorded, what was it, uh, 
when the world goes cold and like silence in the snow when Matt Heafy didn't yeah. couldn't do unclean vocals. Like that yeah. adds more to like the soft like the softer stuff that they can do along yeah. with you guys. Cause again, through life and death, I'm still gonna keep saying it. You go through it and there are songs that are heavier. There are songs that really go full force at it. But there are some songs that are more drawn back, a little more reserved. But again, it still all makes sense. You still know that this is eyes wide open, but you're seeing more of a dynamic presence from them. So when you guys are constructing a live show around this, you're able to play with so many different pieces and work with so many different energy flows from, okay, this song is going to be really fast, really hard, really high energy. So the crowd's going to be going nuts. You might get to a point in the show where it's like, okay, the fans need a little bit of a break so that they can go to the end of the show and just go in full force. Okay. Let's put a little bit of a softer, slower one in here. Not too soft, though, but, you know, just to kind of a little bit of a breather so that all of a sudden we can go full force <laughs> once again. And the fans are like, let's go! <laughs> Giving some uh, pit stop for the next uh, mosh pit. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, that's that's what I love about certain bands I listen to. It's like, and go see live. It's like, okay, you know, we're about, you know, eight, nine songs into a set. Maybe like 14, 15 songs set. Song 10 comes. All right, let's bring it down a little bit. I'm like, okay, we get everyone gets a little bit of a breather. Everyone gets a little bit more of time to just like mentally relax. And all of a sudden it's, all right, we're going to go into some heavy shit again. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the stuff. I, I like that. Uh, it brings also the, the good energies to uh, the show and uh, mm. the, the mix of it all with the, like the, the slower stuff and the faster stuff. When you get that mix right in the, in the set list, it can be like really magical yeah. feeling for the audience. So. Yeah, it's starting to get hard now. I mean, it's, this is our fourth record, right? Yeah. Yeah. So starting to get hard to choose songs. Uh, I mean, uh, I think we have like four hours of music. So, so. <laughs> uh, we also have, as we talked about, like the diverse music. So, um, to fit in a good set list, it's. Um, it's a job. Yeah, we're um, we're uh, like checking out uh, the set list, and we don't want like two, maybe you can call them like slower songs or ballads or something like that in a row or yeah. too many of them in a set, because uh, uh, we want to keep that high energy for the live shows as yeah. well. Yeah. So, but in the end, that's kind of a good problem to have where you have a good amount of music. I mean, this is your fourth album. You have a good amount of music to work with. You have a lot of different dynamic sounds. You have a lot of different dynamic energies to work with in these songs. So it's okay. You know, when you come put in a set list, you could, you have, you have many different options to work from. It, it's the, where the problem comes in is it's just not clear cut anymore, especially when it comes to, you know, you got the new album coming out and you want to play a good amount of songs off of that as possible. So you want to make sure that fits in, but then you want to play some of the older stuff that people really get into that you guys also really like. So yeah. It's, it's, it's a balancing game, but it's a problem. It's a problem you want to have instead of like, oh, we don't know what to do because we don't have that much or you have one album out. And it's OK. How do we make a set list off of this when we can't really like when it's like all of a sudden, you know, we have to change energy from here to here to here to here to here. Just keep going up and down. It's can get yeah. really bumpy. But if it's like, OK, we're going to get energy. OK, drip down a little bit. OK, let's keep going. OK, maybe it's it down. And last two songs, full force done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've actually seen bands like not having enough songs, so mm. they do the hit as a opener, as a middle, oh, yeah. and an <laughs> ending song. And that, That's yeah. a special show. Yeah. yeah, I think we have done this once, didn't we, in the beginning? 
<laughs> yeah, like we, well, we only had the first EP. Yeah, we released uh, one EP with four songs, and yeah, I guess we did uh, like one of them at least two times. Yeah, on the so. set. So. <laughs> yeah. Now, then, now it's kind of hard when we do, especially like if it's a, a support show, like a show like an opener or something, and we have like twenty-five minutes to play or something. Then it's really hard to choose songs now. Yeah. Um, it's not like you don't know what songs to play. You don't know what songs to cut. Yeah. Like, yeah. Kind of from the set. Because mm. so. all of a sudden, it's, you might cut one song, and that cutting that one song might mess up the whole entire energy flow of the yeah. set list that you guys are trying to go for. And it's yeah. even, yeah. And I, I get it. Like, when you have 20 minutes, or if you're 25 minutes, or if you're like in a festival setting, you only get like 20, 25 minutes. It's, how do we make the most out of playing, you know, maybe five or six songs, sometimes even four songs only? How do we make the most out of it? And it is it is a challenge. I'm not going to lie. It is a challenge, but it's a challenge <laughs> worth taking on, especially when you have a but when you're when you're growing and you have more music out there. It's like, OK, what do we pick? What do we choose? What do we go with? It's better than, you know, having to play like the like a hit song that you have three or four times in a set. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's really hard to also to please all the fans when it comes to gigs like that because there will always be people like oh why didn't you play this song oh why didn't you play this song <laughs> i mean yeah. it's uh you have to choose the you have to choose wise <laughs> yeah exactly can't can't pick every song man if we if we picked every no. single song to play you'd be here for five hours which i feel like a couple <laughs> of you would probably really be into yeah yeah <laughs> i think i used this argument argument once <laughs> And then, yeah, that's what I heard. Like, yeah, sure, you can play three, four hours. No problem for me. <laughs> and then you're thinking, I got to play three, four hours of this? Yeah, <laughs> All right, time to hit the gym. I got to work on some cardio before yeah. we play this show. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, but now I really want to jump into Through Life and Death because, of course, it is the brand new. I'm coming out November 12th. Again, remember that, everybody, because that, that date is rather important after you guys will listen to this podcast. Trust me on that. But usually when it comes to like an album like this, because I'm not going to lie, I've lived with this album for about maybe two weeks now, really going through it. I always put together a note sheet on the album. I'm like, okay, let's listen to these songs. You put my thought process out and not going to lie. You guys came in rather average on like my length of my note sheet as 16 pages worth of notes. So I came ready and prepared to talk everything about this album and ready to go. I I, I wasn't going to miss out on anything. Trust me on that. (laughs) <laughs> that's rather long uh, cool. yes um, 16 pages that's that's crazy dude <laughs> hey it's, it's something i absolutely love doing because i get to actually when it, when it comes to music whether it's something that i you know i'm really into or i'm like i'm not necessarily sure about this what ends up happening is i get to go and dive deep into it and i get to understand and realize some of the certain choices and the certain ways that things are being put together different patterns different uses of different influences maybe some electronic sounds to really kind of bring out certain emotions through the meanings of the songs and then everything starts to make more sense so i can kind of see oh now i know why they did this and maybe if i actually say something about why you guys did this people might be thinking oh i never even thought about that listen to that song again and then all of a sudden whoa (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's cool let's let's hear it (laughs) so i want to start out first by asking you know because it seems like every, like, especially with this album, I was really going deep into it. 
it seemed like it kind of had this, you know, through life and death, there's definitely going to be a theme surrounding life and death. And kind of, I was listening through it, trying to go through some of the lyrics well to really figure out the meaning. I was picking up a good amount of that and not going to lie when I went through it. Yeah. The titular song you have on here, which is song number six on the record, of course, through life and death. I think that song really encapsulates the whole message of the album. So I want to ask you guys is when it comes to the overall mean of the album, what was that before I talk about that and see how close I came to what you guys thought? Yeah, I think uh, the whole album um, is through life and death, the emotion, emotions and all like uh, all you go through with life and death, um, death, for, death for others or your own death uh, and all the emotions or happenings in between. So it's a kind of vast uh, yeah. um, theme going on. But uh, of course, it's uh, a lot of personal uh, kind of demons uh, issues going on here and also uh, uh, some theme songs uh, going on as well. So it isn't like a themed album throughout the whole thing. Understandable. It's like when I was going with a uh, mean of it, it's, it's not going to be a concept album where it's got this sim- same idea through and through. Of course, there's going to be different aspects. But when it comes around to like, okay, well, it's kind of the main idea throughout the whole entire thing. And I've got to look at the titular song because I think it really puts it out there. The means about kind of like what we go through life and in the end, you know, what's on this song is the theme of the album. As we go through life, death will come for us many different times and in many different forms. Not just the ultimate one where, you know, life, life as we know it ceases to exist for us. These forms could be mentally or spiritually, emotionally, whatever it might be, because things come at you and they try to somewhat kill the person that you are on the inside and change you in a way. So you just aren't the person that you want to be. It's just to drop you from yourself. And this and this album kind of epitomizes those breaking through those moments when death comes for you so that you live past them. Whether it might be something where, you know, dealing with grief of someone close to you dying. Whether it might be uh, something that happens to you that makes you question whether what you're doing in life that is making you happy is worth it based on some other preconceived notion, based on some societal pressure economic pressure based on money whatever it might be it kind of takes a look at the beauty of life and really going through all those different aspects of death to the point where when the ultimate form of death finally comes you can look back at life and say i lived the life the way that i wanted to live it and there's no better way to do that i think you put it way better yeah. than i did <laughs> that's <was> amazing <laughs> but actually that you you're pointing out some stuff that uh that is really like your head on this uh, because it's it's it is a lot about that like going through death or, or from uh, a relative or friend or something uh, and emotions uh, through that and how you live your own life to the expectations of society and all. you you were really on point here yeah I, I'm glad you <laughs> you saw through that uh, whole concept and. Uh, put some words on it so uh, <laughs> next time someone uh, 
ask about this. I I'm gonna make them call you. <laughs> all right, you're and way I, better <laughs> talking about this than me. And I, I I got it all written down too, and got it all saved. So if someone if you send some of my way and be like, okay, I got this. I can always send this podcast as well. But uh, one of the that, biggest that was really cool. Yeah, yeah I got blown cool. away. Here. I'm not gonna lie. I think one of the biggest reasons for me why I kind of always think about that in that way and really connect within more of the aspects of like the smaller forms of death that kind of just kind of try and take you out is because I've dealt with something like that before a couple of years ago where all of a sudden it was there was in my life a death of a relationship where again this girl I never named everything seemed good and then all of a sudden stuff started going wrong just life happened basically and it just wasn't working out and it kind of wrapped my head around certain things but the real reason why all of a sudden I went down to the spiraling depression was because I got out of college and I was, I had it, just got my first job at college. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, this is good. But as I was going through the first couple of months of that, I absolutely hated it. And the reason I kind of just really spiraled around it was because I thought that's what life was, is like, is this what life's supposed to be like? And in my whole mm-hmm. entire time and, you know, growing up in my head, I thought like, you know, this is kind of how it goes and this is kind of what you want. And when I got to that point and I realized that isn't what I wanted, it was kind of like the death of my whole entire idea and mindset happened. So I had to deal with that, but then it also kind of gave birth to the already what you thought was we wanted is not what actually what you want. It's not anything that you want to go through. So how about you figure out exactly where you want to go with this? Give something else a shot, you know, try different things because why live life going to, you know, going to work, coming home, sitting on the couch, watching Netflix and doing that every single day and just wasting a life like that. For people that really want to do that though, then you're not wasting your life. If you want to do that, me, I hated, I didn't want to do it. So for me, it was a waste and I had to go through that little form of death in order to go through and actually start living life the way I wanted to live it. Yeah, it's, it's cool that you say it because like every every death uh, forms a new life and also in the other way around pretty much. Um, and those subjects that you just uh, just talked about, we, we have talked a lot about this. And, yeah. Uh, and also when we kind of write the lyrics for the album and for the songs, we always have have like long discussions about subjects before we even start to to write the songs to see where what has happened in our lives what happens in the world right now and stuff like that and then it kind of draws into lyrics after that and um, i think like w- what you said there like uh, sometimes you come to a point when you have to like reinvent yourself yeah uh, as you said like a small death to like be reborn and do something better for yourself. Yeah. So that that's a a key component as well in yeah. in the lyrics. Yeah. And now that, but as, there's a good amount of times on these songs where when we get to the chorus of these songs, and I mean, I I'm looking to try and pull up examples of this because there there were a good amount of examples of this where it sounded like there were a good number of backing vocals behind there to create this full on chant style. And when I looked at that, there were two major reasons why I'm like, okay, I'm really being drawn into this. One is just because it creates this grander feel, more theatrical in, in overall nature, because it seems like it's bigger. It's it's more impactful in a way, and people kind of can connect with that in terms of that emotion. But when it comes to this whole entire, you know, life and death kind of idea, it feels like, you know, you're potentially going to have to try and circumvent other aspects in life that are coming at you to try and take you down and 
make you kind of not be the person that you want to be. But it's like when you hear those chanting vocals that are kind of pressuring and kind of like pushing you to just keep fighting, keep fighting, like on Burnham, it's just something where it feels like now you have this army of a bunch of yous behind you, ready to go to battle and ready to go to war for you to make sure that when this, whatever is trying to take you down, when everything comes to an end, you're the one that's left standing. Yeah, uh, that that is really special as well, because we had uh, all our fans on our Patreon page join in and do the chanting vocals for for the bridge there. So that that is actually a fan choir. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. really cool. No way. Because like, because I remember, like, I'm I'm pulling my notes on this right now. Because when it came to the bridge of this, like, especially on Burnham, that chanting vocal, it reminded me of something that I heard from the band AFI around like 2006. I've heard them do chanting vocals back in their December Underground album. And then Eric, with you ending with those more unclean vocals to go back into the chorus, this really makes us feel like we are going to war with our demons with an unprecedented army that cannot be defeated behind us. I love the power behind it because it makes it sound so full. And now knowing that that's a fan chorus behind it as well, that just adds yeah. so much more to it because now it's literally a whole bunch more people behind yeah. you. It really yeah. feels like everyone, even like, a bunch of different uses behind you to face off against whatever is trying to take you away from being who you truly are. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was. I remember it was so cool when we when we got the vocals because um, I think there is like is there twenty people or something that yeah, singing something this, like that. Uh, and we got like each one kind of recording to their phone and sent us the because we also produce uh, our own music, so we got like all the files and then put them together and like that feeling was so cool because everyone did their own style like somebody some people were singing some people were screaming some people were whispering and stuff like that so it was yeah and we wanted it to be like a full viking ship yeah, on, yeah. like here so uh, we wanted to have uh, a lot of voices and uh, as many as we could yeah like yeah. get from from our fans and that was uh, such a cool experience and i think they uh, they really liked it too to be a part of this yeah and it's so cool to have them have them like on the album because also when they are patrons they make the albums possible so um, makes it even more cooler it's like with your fans on patreon it's they're the ones that are like really helping you guys make this album but now it's they're seeing that and they feel more a part of it especially being brought in and basically featured on a whole entire song which is absolutely incredible i've seen something similar like this happen and worked out incredibly well when while she sleeps did the exact same thing in terms of bringing in patreon and just using different fan vocals and different fan things for some i think it was on their i can't remember what song it was on their uh, album sleep society i don't remember what song it was but i know they did it and it just adds so much more connection to the album in terms of the fans perspective because even if you weren't included on it in terms of like you wouldn't have the vocals that were on there or submitted that were used, you still feel a part of it in a way because you still feel like it's your voice. It still feels like, you know, you're, it's the voice of the fans that are really behind you guys. And especially when it comes to listening to the album, listening to that song, burn them and really feeling like, you know, you can burn, you can burn all those demons in front of you and really take them out. Yeah, just having that backing there. Now it feels like, you know, you have the whole entire group of fans for Eyes Wide Open behind you, having your back. Basically, like, you know, you and you and your demons are in a mosh pit together. 
but everyone <laughs> on the outside is helping you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was really empowering to do this. Uh, and yeah. as you said, the song is about like burning your demons down and go, go straight through them, go past them and uh, make something else out of your life uh, than like concentrating on, on the demons. You have to face yeah. them and get rid of them. So it, it was really empowering to have the fans backing, yeah. backing us up on this. Yeah. It was really cool. And isn't also like the lyrics a little bit also about having the help from your close ones yeah, in is. this fight. So, um, exactly. So in our case, it's the patrons. <laughs> yeah, and 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 when it comes to people in terms of that are going to listen to it, when you guys you know really wrote this and looked at that, you know, it kind of relates right to the patrons on Patreon that helped you out with this to help you get past you know whatever obstacle was in your way. When it yeah. comes to us, though, as the fans, you know, especially people that, you know, might not have been so like involved with the making of that song. You might think it's going to be hard for us to get into something like that because that's what the intended meaning was, which is absolutely not the case, because when we go through things in life where we need help, it's we look, sometimes look to the people that are close to us, our families, our closest friends. And just really kind of confine them and just like ask for help. And they're going to go to war with us. So it feels so we can easily relate to that through the lyrics, especially when it has a little more of that metaphorical build to it. Because now all of a sudden you're guiding us along the path of the story. You're guiding us along the path of the emotion. But when it comes to putting the specifics of that whole entire story together, you're leaving that to us to put our own take on it. So that when we listen to it, we can connect with it in our very own way. And that just makes the song so much more powerful because when you guys finally get a chance to play this live on November 13th, so if you're in Sweden, make sure you go to that show because <laughs> I'm jealous I can't go do that. Uh, <laughs> thanks, COVID. But it's something where you're going to have people singing this song back to you, really feeling the emotion of it. And everyone's going to be singing it to you with the same emotion. But the reason is going to be completely different. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's also a really uh, good thing to talk about. I I tend to write more. Uh, how do you put it? Like you said the word metaphorical. Uh, metaphorical. Thanks. <laughs> uh, and I think that is a, a more um, colorful way of telling a story, and also a better way to for people to interpret them in their own way. How hey how they want to yeah. like look at this theme yeah. and the song. So I, I, I usually do that. Yeah. yeah well, so giving them the, the theme and then they can start like their own version of that theme. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of how you write your lyrics. Well, because when I was looking through them, because when I was going through this, the lyrics to burn them were available. So I'm like, okay, now I can actually take a look at this and read what you, got, what you actually wrote for these to really figure it out. But when I, and when I went through it, it was something where I saw there were a lot of metaphors in there. I clearly could see that and I could clearly hear that. But this is the key when it comes to me, like using metaphors. You don't want to go way too vague with the metaphors so that people, when they're trying to follow along with the emotional journey and then put their own perspective into it to really connect with it. Sometimes when it's way too vague, people can get lost. So you kind of don't know exactly where to go and you're just kind of just listening to the sound and just, you know, full on vibing with the song instead of really connecting <laughs> with it. But if it's something where it's, you know, the lyrics are incredibly specific, then it's for me, it's harder for fans to get into because if you didn't go exactly through that or something incredibly similar to that, you're not going to fully relate to it. But when you find that perfect balance, especially like you did on Burnham, I'm going to have to use Burnham again because it is a perfect example for this. 
when it came to the lyrics, you found that perfect balance where the metaphors were going to guide you along through that emotion. They were going to basically kind of hold your hand and walk you through the emotion. But when it came to really putting that story together, that's where the listener comes in because they're going to put their own spin on it due to what they've gone through in life. Yeah, exactly. And I think like everyone has some of their some of their own demons or issues uh, and like a song like Burnham is really like portraying the whole spectrum here. Like uh, I think people can relate uh, really easy to like having to face your demons and like just burn them fucking down <laughs> and get past them. So I, I think that is a fighting song for, uh, for people. I mean, that's definitely one where people can re- I feel like people are going to really be able to connect with it and just be like, okay, you know, now I feel like I can fight this stuff and really go through it. And it, there's another song on the album that I co- connected with in a somewhat similar way by just sheer happenstance and it was wildfire mm. oh really cool because cool. yeah. i'm not gonna lie I'm, I'm gonna go through this because like when i listened to it i was trying to figure out where this song was coming from and it's very similar to burnham where it's like you know there's a lot of demons that are going to be coming for you but and you got to keep trying to fight through them you got to keep trying to persevere so that you continue to stay alive for yourself however with wildfire it was a little bit different where it's you know it feels like kind of at times everything around you is trying to consume you and prevent you from being the person you want to be. And it could be things that have a lot of great promise. And we might be blinded by that light, the possibility that they bring. But when that light is literally from a wildfire, it can consume everything around you and basically reduce the person you are to ash. And it's also kind of brings forward this, you have to be that wildfire inside you in order to make sure you burn brighter and not let the other potential influences burn so bright that you're attracted to them. You want to burn brighter so that you don't even notice those influences that are trying to change you and take you away from being the person that you truly are. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it, it's, a, it's a thing about like misinformation and the stuff that really can put you down as a human. Uh, and I think like all uh, all this misinformation spreads like wildfires. Uh, even if I tell Christopher something and he will tell another person the same thing, something always alters and like it can become a lie in the end and it could spread like uh, wildfire on social media platforms or whatever. And so you have... You have this one right as well. It's like uh, pushing away those kind of um, misleading, uh, blinding lights. Yeah, because when you when you have those misleading lights, they're going to end up trying to lead you astray. And I think using misinformation is a fantastic way to describe it as well, especially what we've gone through in the past year and a half. There's been a lot of misinformation spread around the whole entire COVID pandemic with the vaccine here in America, especially what we went through in 2020 with the presidential election. I mean, they always talk about fake news and misinformation that was spreading like, like wildfire. And the internet does have a huge presence that specifically social media. And this is also where I think wildfire could easily work within the social media aspect. Now that I'm thinking about it, because when you look at social media, everyone's putting out the highlights of their life. They're only putting out what's good. They're only putting out what they think, you know, is going to make people think, Oh, I'm going to like this. I'm going to comment. Oh, wow. This is cool. And potentially make people jealous but the fact of the matter is, is you're only looking at the highlights. You're not looking at the lowlights. You're not looking at what they're doing every single day. 
And it can really sort of mess with your mind because you're blinded by the light of, oh, this person I know that I might not be the biggest fan. They're always traveling. I wish I was doing that. They're always nah. going, they're always, they're playing music. They're going to concerts. They're going to, you know, sporting events. They're going and having these fantastic adventures. And I'm just sitting here doing nothing. Well, maybe this is something that, you know, they spend all their money on. And when they come home, they, they struggle. You, you, you just don't know. It's, I mean, I hope people are struggling, but you just don't know what it is. And if you kind of look at that misinformation, you look at those highlights on social media, it's those influences burn brighter. So you might be thinking, okay, you know, I want to be doing what they're doing, but that could take away from what you actually want to do in life. It could take it away completely. So it's basically okay. your, your, the fight. Of lost you. Oh, you still got me? See. You. you guys still got me? Oh, yeah. Now there back. you go. Gotcha. <laughs> You're back. I was like, what the heck was going on? Because I still had you guys. I was like, okay, this is weird. But already, but like kind of kind of bring that to a point idea to a close. Like when it comes to social media, it's the highlights of other people's lives. It's like the wildfire. It's like the things that are burning brightly that you might be attracted to. But you got to make sure what you're doing is what you want to be doing. You are bringing happiness so that the wildfire inside you is burning so bright you don't even notice. Those people (laughs) that are on social media doing the highlights or, you know, oh, everything's going so well when – might not be. You never know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's almost like uh, social media is a bit like selling. You only show the good sides. <laughs> yeah, it's the commercial side yeah, of you. Yeah, like exactly. you're, you're showing all the good stuff. And yeah, some uh, post like negative things as well. Uh, but I guess those posts uh, is more like trolling and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So usually you see like, person's highlights as you put it um so yeah uh wildfire uh, should really be about uh, stuff like this you should try to avoid giving um getting opinions and like be a person because someone tells you something that you don't really know if it's true or not so yeah. and really to form your own um opinions. opinion yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I was gonna say, much like Burnham, but like when it comes to Wildfire, like the chorus, I think this adds a lot to as well because you do have like this rougher, clean style that is very similar to like what we had in the intro because the intro had the same lyrics of the chorus, but it is melodic and has that chant quality behind it once again. And I love the chant quality because it calls out your emotions to realize you need to burn brighter for yourself than the others around you. And it's like the chant has more of that call out feel. It just really impacts you and really makes you realize what's going on. Because when you're hearing it from so many other voices coming right at you, kind of has a little more of a realization aspect to it. It's like, whoa, okay. It's like an epiphany at this point of everything's calling out to you at this point. It's like, here's the sign, dummy. Don't focus <laughs> in on what everyone else is doing. Don't focus in on, oh, the highlights of social media. Don't focus on misinformation. Don't focus in on all the other influences in life that are trying to take you away from who you truly are in your heart, who you truly are at the core of yourself. Burn brighter yeah. with your happiness, then those are going to be burning brighter to your own vision or perspective. It's really cool how you like check the production things of the songs and also make that like into the lyrics i think that is i i don't think we really thought about that point of view you you're discussing right now because that is pretty cool yeah i think so too super cool when there's like more voices telling you this it's gonna be more like an epiphany and a realization yeah 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 
I think well, uh, Wildfire, like especially vocal wise, is one of my favorite choruses on the album. It really like yeah, I think your voice is amazing on Wildfire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it ab- absolutely does, and I think even when you got like me bringing it up. You guys might not have written it that way, but emotionally, you guys might have felt it that way just because that's that's something I've been looking at, especially when I've been talking with different musicians as well. When I've been bringing up this stuff, it's there's certain things that I'm noticing. It's like, oh, man, I never even thought about that. But maybe emotionally, like when you're thinking about it, OK, you want to really make this stand out. You want to make this really hit so that people really concentrate on that message and really feel it. And you bring in those that like chanting style vocal in the back. You might think it's like, okay, this is really going to make it a little bit more impactful. But then on the other side, emotionally, it's going to make you realize that it feels like everyone is calling out to you. It feels like, you know, when people are like, oh, please send me a sign. It's like, here is your sign. Here's everyone (laughs) telling you, here is your sign. (laughs) Well, that's really cool. I haven't uh, really looked at it in that sense. Uh, It's more like a production thing uh, and really want to like give the impact to the chorus uh but it's uh, it's getting clearer when you say yeah, it, say it like this is <laughs> uh, getting more impact with the um with the lyrics when yeah. you put it in that sense oh well it gets and then even you throw the instrumentals in there because well i gotta go to the bridge and the breakdown this one because like or the bridge flight because like all of a sudden what happens is it adds so much more to it because in the bridge, like I got the guitars, the drums, they began with like this lower chug to start out to build that fire inside you. And then the drum starts to get more Philly within there. It gets more prom the second half to keep that driving up until the final chorus ends up going a little more melodic. And it feels like that fire inside us has completed and is now like fully out there. It's we've made it to the front of all that crap now in front of all that misinformation. We've made it to the front of all that, you know, getting past the, the highlights of, you know, social media. And it feels like, you know, at this point, that fire that's inside us is finally burning brighter than everything else around there. Then even with the bridge with the from the vocals, you start, Eric, what I got from you is you start out deep with the rougher cleans as the bridge kind of builds on, especially with those drum fills adding in. It The, the vocals became more forceful and loud, like the fire inside us is finally building to break free and shine. And this build is well worth its placement with the vocals as they work in conjunction with the drumming fills to create this overall feeling. So when we get to that final chorus, it doesn't feel like we're being told, like kind of like having that feel of like, you know, realize this, that you have to do this, have that epiphany moment. It's by the time that final chorus hits after that bridge that you're not talking about the epiphany moment. You're having it at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that is also a really cool uh view of it uh, i think like uh, the the bridge there is a really good build up i yeah. think it's uh, yeah. have uh, i think they have like a slipknot quality yeah, uh, feeling to it uh, yeah. like now we're getting it yeah. and um and with the big drums and uh, yeah. yeah she's yeah. going down yeah. like something <laughs> like that yeah. and uh then uh, when we open up to the chorus, it's getting like really big and heavy. Yeah. Uh, so it's um, yeah, it's a really cool, cool way of seeing uh, how the lyrics come through with all these uh, emotions that you like. You interpret from this. Yeah. Your relation to this song. It's really cool to be a part of that. <laughs> 
Well, usually what I do for that is like, I always look at the meaning of the song first. It's the first thing I try and figure out because that really can tell me a lot about the song and how it's constructed instrumentally, how the drive it is, how the vocals work within it. But then I was having this huge discussion with someone maybe end of 2020. They're a big fan of popular country music here in America. And I'm like, yeah, not really for me, man. We were talking about why we like it. And it was for him, it was listening to the vocals and listening to just the actual words and how they're being sung. It was the way that story was being told was something that he related to in life. And I realized when it came to the music I like, that's something very similar for me. But that's also, but like I get that from the instrumentals because the instrumentals, the way they drive, different double kicks on the bass, different things you're going to bring in with the drums, different fills, different tones using the guitar, different slides, whatever you might be doing. And then how the vocal tone and pattern, and if it's unclean or clean vocals, how that all works together, it's, that's the emotional guide right there. It's not necessarily the lyrics. The lyrics are the guide for us to start to put the specifics of our own life into these songs to really relate to them. For me, it's the instrumentals. And that's why I always do, after finding out the meaning, I go through the instrumentals first because I can actually fully feel how this is happening. I can feel this song driving forward. And that's why when you have that with Wildfire, when you build in that bridge and then seeing that Slipknot kind of quality second half to it, especially with how heavy the drumming is, different styles with the toms and just how different these fills are to really build that up. So when you get to that final chorus, which does have more of a melodic tendency to it, you get from that point of this is where your epiphany needs to happen. This is where your realization needs to happen to this is where it is happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. I think I have uh, exactly the same way uh, of like uh, feeling music i'm tending to go for like instrumental first and like the groove and the me melodic uh, style of the music and like lyrics comes in last for me somehow like but when i realize what the lyrics is about it's like it's elevates to another level uh, instantly mm. uh, so it's the the instrumental is uh, the start yeah. for every listen for me the the instrumental gives the lyrics a chance yeah something <laughs> like that i, I kind of like thinking about that too because whenever i listen to music and have bands in the podcast where it's like they're sometimes i have bands in the podcast where their music and what i usually listen to just don't match up sometimes that happens but when I go through music, like once I understand the mean of it, I'm like, okay, now let's actually take a look at the instrumentals and let's see if the instrumentals, if I can really figure out how they do this. While it might not necessarily be for me, I can start to figure this out and understand why they went with the way they did. And it might be because, well, we just have different tastes in music. It happens. Yeah, but, yeah. I can, but it's like with that, I can appreciate more of what they've done as artists. I can actually understand the way, where they're going with it and how they're trying to express and how other people can get into it instead of being like, Oh no, this ain't good. No, no. If there's gonna be people that like it, if they connect with it positively, why, why try and force that kind of a change? I'd like for them to you know listen to the same kind of stuff that I like to listen to. I'd love for them to listen to bands like Rise Against, Ice Night Kills, Fun Reverse, Eyes Wide Open. But if they don't necessarily fully connect with it, then it's like okay, maybe we start talking about why we like this stuff, why we connect with these songs, and talk about different things in life. And next thing I know, I'm bringing up something about you know social media fake news misinformation and then we start listening to wildfire and then they're just gonna be like whoa whoa and they're gonna listen <laughs> to all of all of your stuff and it's like okay now you guys got a fan right there and i'm just sitting there thinking got another one guys we got another one <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty cool that you also mentioned that like the country um, um your your friend there 
uh, like it feels like in in metal it's a lot about the instrumentals and the vocals but in in more popular genres like country or maybe pop or something it's a lot more about the only the singing pretty much like maybe 99 percent it's like the, the vocals needs to be there um but it feels like metal is more a big part is the music uh, and the, like we talked about like the the music gives the lyrics a chance um, and it really differs between diff different genres but um yeah. Oh, I agree with you 100% on that one, man. I easily agree with you on that. And it's just everyone relates with different things differently. Everyone goes through life in a completely different way. And how their minds work are going to relate to different sounds and different styles. But yeah. if we're able to talk about music in terms of why we like it, what, why it makes us feel that way, why we connect with it, then it's going to be something where... All of a sudden, we're talking more. You know, All of a sudden, people might be talking about different kinds of music where... All of a sudden, like I started getting really into post-hardcore stuff because people started talking about it. And I really started kind of like, okay, you know, I kind of see where you're coming from here. Listen to more of it. And all of a sudden it was like, okay, well, let's add post-hardcore to the mix. <laughs> Next yeah, thing it's really cool. Happen. Like the the fan bridging for uh, for music is really cool. Like, uh, and you usually get into another band through a friend or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, usually it can be like a, band you don't have any relations to at all you don't feel their music but as you said like you can be introduced to one song and that can alter the perception of the band totally like that is pretty much for you and me like you showed me the like the melodic metal stuff like especially the like the swedish style in flames soil work and stuff like that it yeah. was eric that brought the, that into my life like 10 uh, 10, 15 years ago, and uh, um, yeah, I don't think we would have been sitting here if, if that uh, <laughs> wouldn't happen. So uh, it's really cool. Oh, I, I can attest that as well with two other uh, examples. My one friend is the same friend for two different bands. He absolutely loves Beartooth, just a huge Beartooth fan. And this was, uh, I think, 2017 or early 2018. <laughs> so he's trying to get me to listen to Beartooth. But I'm like, you know, I'm not just fully into like the heavy, like a more heavy style, like, even though it's not as heavy as stuff I listen to now. Because I just wasn't fully getting into it. But all of a sudden, when they were starting to do the their third album release with Disease, I'm like, OK, maybe I'll give it a shot. And I listened to the lead single. And I was just like, uh. My buddy Chris was right. Like, dang. And it was the same thing that happened in 2020 when Polaris released their third record. And he was pushing on me on it super duper hard. And I was listening to it in the car. And I'm just like, okay, I kind of see where he's coming from now. I'm more in a metalcore. But something just wasn't fully hitting with me yet. And then I listened to this song called Above My Head. I listened to it once and I stopped the album. I was driving the car. I stopped it. And I just was driving in silence for five minutes because something hit me. something hit me emotionally it was like <laughs> what did i did i did I, did everything i just went through from like when my life went to crap in 2017 on and just the explanation that and the emotion that did i just hear that mm -hmm. so i sat in five minutes trying to figure it out and then i listened to it again and i'm just like oh my god yeah. i'm a polaris fan now Damn. <laughs> it's kind but of it's cool that i can change like you hear something for the first time and you're like mm, maybe not my not my cup of tea and then later on, like when you really find it, you're like, that's that's the thing. That's what I need. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And it's just somewhere well, the more we talk about music and the more we talk about it with people that don't all like the same stuff that we do or anybody else we talk about. It's when we talk about why we like the music that we like and we talk about the connection that we have to it. 
and not necessarily try and force what we like onto them, but it's like, okay, you know, now I understand why you like, you know, say country or pop music. Now I understand why I like rock and metal and some of the super duper heavy stuff. All of a sudden, might start picking some up in their brain where they're thinking, huh, might start to connect with this a little bit just to see what it might be like. And all of a sudden, they ask you for a band suggestion and all of a sudden I drop eyes wide open on top of them. They check it out. They check out Wildfire. They check out Burnham. They check out all these songs. They're going to be like, uh, what, why was I not listening to this before? <laughs> yeah, I think that happens a lot. Like, yeah, mm. especially when you, back when you went to school yeah, and people like yeah, putting CDs back then, uh, back and forth. And like, yeah, I started to like find bands like Korn and uh, yeah Manson I think and yeah. uh, Rammstein um, and that was kind of the bridge into heavier music for me and started like listening to those bands and it's like grew on me uh, with all the other heavy bands like uh, In Flames and uh, from there, I I went like back and beyond. I think <laughs> uh, because uh, I was listening to really heavy uh, death metal, uh, not uh, all the way to black metal, but almost. Uh, so, uh, of course, the music taste shifts during your years, but I think that's pretty cool when you get that like bridge song that gaps you over to. Yeah. to the metal community and you start like getting it yeah basically well oh it is, it is a beautiful thing i mean i still remember when that happened with me and uh because i i used to never like unclean vocals hated them just couldn't get behind them but the old but like i was still listening to lincoln park and i'm like okay for some reason chester mainton's rougher style vocals like i can still kind of get down with this all of a sudden i started doing this whole entire thing and i uh, was right before it was right around when architects released holy hell and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, people are talking about this. They say it's a great album and let's listen to it and figure it out and let's just see what happens. I'm like, okay, I listened to it one time through. I'm like, the unclean vocals are really taking me away, but there's some of the instrumentals here that are just really kind of hitting with me. I don't know what it is. And I went through the album and I'm like, okay, this is where I kind of came with my style. I'm like, okay, now I understand that this album talks about the five stages of grief from top to bottom and the, and the messages and the lyrics and the, uh, the vocal tones and the instrumentals all go through that as well. But then I yeah. kind of held off a little bit until someone told me, oh, go listen to Motionless and White and see what happens because they really liked them. I said, okay, I'll listen. Listen to the first song, which was Voice. I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. Wasn't what I was expecting in terms of like, I thought it was going to be heavier, but still has that kind of like gothic vibe because it looked at Chris Motionless, looked like Marilyn Manson. I'm like, okay. Then I listened <laughs> to Eternally Yours. That was the exact moment I said, I like metalcore. I was like, holy <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and since then it's just taken off and it's just like i love those moments and it's just i would love to be able to provide those moments to so many other people in terms of okay you might not necessarily like you know punk rock you might not necessarily like post arcade you might not necessarily like metalcore but it's like oh you don't like that much of punk rock here listen listen to this track by rise against and see what happens and all of a sudden yeah. i'd be like whoa can we listen to more of that and there's gonna be me sitting there just like <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah definitely i think uh, architects was another band that uh, you showed to me and like yeah, yeah that came into that like that way also um, i was really mind blown by architects back when they they dropped a match made in heaven yeah, right? yeah. 
and that that song i when when it was released i remember going to work and have it on in my ears for eight hours straight <laughs> like just that song that's a good song i I, di- I didn't even realize that i had it on for eight hours straight yeah. like it was super crazy Yikes, that's that's kind of similar to happened to me the first time I heard Popular Monster by falling in reverse. I had it on my phone, I watched the video, I put the I put my phone down, and I just was sitting there silent. I'm like, did I actually just hear that? Was is this a dream? Like, what the hell? <laughs> this is beautiful and heavy and hard. I'm like, okay, let's listen to it. I probably listened to that thing the whole entire day at work. And then when I was working out like for two hours, I kept that thing on to repeat, and I'm just like, Yeah, <laughs> this is it, man. And all of a sudden I had a cool when you find when you find the songs like that, like that really, really opens up your emotions and uh, that you can just like land in and have that feel for like the whole day and just. Uh, yeah, you don't get tired. Of yeah, it. Like yeah. even if it you just listen keeps to feeding it. you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when the same uh, like breakdown hits, you're still like, even at work, you can't like undo <laughs> the headbang. It's like. <laughs> all right i'm gonna back to work <laughs> oh i'm still at work i mean i mean when i was this is before the pandemic too when i was at the office I and mean, i was still headbanging like crazy i was looking like what the hell's going on here However, <laughs> i was also the guy at work that would wear ice nine kills and motions and white t-shirts because they allowed me to and all of a sudden okay COVID hits everyone's got to work from home i for my full-time job i'm still working from home so the only thing that's changed is that i'm not wearing jeans or like khakis i'm wearing just athletic shorts or uh sweatpants because i can Shirts still haven't changed, though. I still wear the same shirts. But like that moment when it came to just really kind of having that moment where you latched on to something and get into a band, when it came to you guys, it was it was wildfire. When I listened to that song and all of a sudden I heard that bridge and then how it ended with the chorus, I'm just like, I had that look of like, this is the moment. This is it. Again, it's just the emotional connection to it. Just it hit, man. It hit. Super cool. Nice to hear. Like, like that song is a little bit of a wild card for us, right? Yeah. Um, like we we really felt the chorus, but we weren't hundred percent sure of like um, how, how do you say it? Like the whole song, we kind of rebuilt that a lot of times. So it, like the the final version is a lot different than the original version. Yeah, we had we had like one foundation that we yeah. built the whole song, but it didn't really get the emotions right, and uh, you didn't like get the energy pumping and stuff like that so we rearranged the whole song basically and uh, um yeah i think it it became a really good song uh from that foundation so no if we're if the foundation was different if everything was different in the beginning but the foundation was there and that's what you built into yeah I was gonna say that. Yeah. <laughs> but nice. for now for everyone listening, because yes, we went in a little bit of burn, we went in a wildfire rather deeply. Both the album through life and death. Again, like I said, I listened to the whole entire thing. I had 16 pages worth of notes. I had like a page and a half, maybe, for each and every song. But when it comes down to it, at the end, you guys know I like to give this overall kind of fulfilling thing to really kind of just summarize the album in terms of like press release style. So, let me give it to you right now so you can figure out if you should go and pre-order Through Life and Death right now. So, here's what I said. Overall, this album really threw me for a loop. I'm not going to lie. Malak Death Metal was something I thought I was never going to go for. 
to kind of be like heavier. But this band came through and mixed so many other these modern metalcore aspects into it and made it so much more dynamic. The consistent use of chants in the choruses really made this album seem much larger than life than I could ever actually imagine. The flow on Devastation is absolutely fantastic, especially as it uses violence to create this theatrical intro to really set this album forward on a great start. Burnham did this even better with a more melodic style behind it by also using rougher tones and guitars to make you feel like your demons cannot defeat you. And then Wildfire did the same with the vocals, showing the frustration urgency to break free, only to end with the building sense like a fire within you builds and burns better than any of the outside influences could ever dream of. Damn, this album uses its style to build melodically, heavily, rapidly, and with a good amount of chance to make you feel like you have an army behind you no matter what you might be going through. That's some cool summarization. <laughs> Round of applause. So, so for know. everyone listening, do I suggest pre-ordering, pre-saving, go uh, through life and death, buy, eyes wide open? You damn well better believe I, I say that. So <laughs> go and do that right at the end of this podcast because you will not be disappointed. Remember, it comes out November 12th. Awesome. Thanks, man. <laughs> So, guys, yeah. as we close out this podcast, bring it to its conclusion, one thing I like to do at the end is give you guys a chance to say anything you want to say, promote whatever you want to promote, plug whatever you want to plug at the end, say whatever you want to say, honestly. So, guys, floor is yours. <laughs> All right. Stage is ours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just want to thank everyone that supported us this far. Uh, our patrons uh, that has been supporting us for a while now. And uh, as we told you, been a part of, of the, making this album. Yeah. And uh, also, I want to thank your Rising Empire because they have been super supportive. And this release is really, um, yeah, we, we couldn't ask for more, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're super stoked about this release and pre-order it. 12th of November is going out and uh, we're going to hit the stage 13th. Yeah. So see you out there. Come to Sweden. <laughs> yes, go to Sweden if you if you're able to. Myself yeah. at the moment, unfortunately, I don't think that's actually going to happen because, well, COVID. Yeah. You know, that's it's a, it's an unfortunate <laughs> thing that I'm not a fan of. But <laughs> here is the three things I will end this podcast with. Well, well, actually four because it wouldn't seem right if I told everyone to pre-order this album. If I didn't also do it, am I right? I mean, that just seems like something I should have done. <laughs> so, also, one thing, uh, I, we should mention Blake Armstrong here because yeah, yeah, no, he's the uh, like mastermind behind the artwork, and I think the artwork is amazing on this album. Yeah, uh, you guys are right. That artwork is it. It does have this kind of like. Honestly, it has like this Tim Burton kind of Ice Nine Kills-ish quality to the artwork, but just taking yeah. a look at it, it really fits in with the whole entire theme. And like I said, it wouldn't be right if I told you guys to pre-order the album and I didn't do it myself. So let me hit this. Let me do <laughs> hit the pre-order button. Let's um, confirm it. And one second. Pre-order confirmed. Alrighty, well, oh, I, I gotta be a man of my word, guys. I gotta be a man of my word. So, now I'm gonna end this podcast with my three things. First things first, guys. You're gonna want to find eyes wide open. You're gonna want to follow these guys 
online. You're going to want to follow them on Facebook and wherever they're on social media. You're going to want to watch YouTube videos. You're going to want to become a Patreon on their Patreon. You're going to want to pre-order this album. You're going to want to pre-save it, buy some merch. And if you have a chance to go to that show on November 14th, I implore you to go because I am insanely jealous of whoever gets to go to that show. <laughs> and I know what you're thinking. Kevin, make it as easy as possible for us to find this stuff, right? Right. Take a look at the description of the podcast. You're going to see Find Eyes Wide Open Online. All the links will be there for their social media stuff, for where you can find the album, where you can stream the album, where you can listen to their music, where you can go to their website, buy some merch, and a link to where you can get tickets for that show on the 13th if you're in Sweden because, well, that sounds like a whole lot of fun. Now, speaking of that show, time for thing number two. Guys, there's a certain thing I like to do on this podcast with the guests I enjoy having on the podcast. It's a little promise I like to make. And every single guest I've had in the podcast has gotten this promise from me. Eric, Chris, yeah, you guys are getting it too. So here's my promise to you. This is not an if. No, no, no. If implies it might not happen. When implies it will happen. Time to be determined. When I get to see you guys perform live for the first time. Whether it's in Sweden, whether it's here in the United States, whether it's anywhere in Europe, I don't really care. My promise to you guys is this. First round is on me. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I'm going to start the first mush pit. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought so too. Yeah. Um, I think that's implied already. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got to hold you to the first round though. <laughs> oh, 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 please do. Please do. Because there have been bands that have held me too. And I'm just like, good. Let's go. <laughs> and we so take my, the second round. So. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Alrighty. So Eric, Christopher, I, I'm absolutely happy to have you guys on the podcast. Thank you guys for being on. And I can't wait to either make good in that promise or talk to you guys again on this podcast until then, because well, one of those is going to happen first. I'd love to have you guys back on. So on that note, this ain't goodbye guys. This is not goodbye. Goodbye implies that this is the end. No, no, no. This ain't the end. This is more like a see you later kind of thing. So yeah. See you guys later. See ya. Thanks Thanks for having us. Thanks for being on guys. Well, folks, that was my interview with Eric and Chris from the band Eyes Wide Open out of Sweden. Through Life and Death comes out on November 12th, so make sure you go pre-order it, pre-save it. Yes, I pre-ordered it as well on the podcast. If you don't believe me, if you don't believe me, where's iTunes? Hey, hey, I'll show you guys. I will show you. I will show you. Let's see. Let's see. What does that say? That's a pre-ordered. Oh, yes, it does. Yes, it does. Okay, let me put this camera back because, well, for those of you listening, you didn't get to see it, but... Now, you know, if you want to watch the YouTube video, you can see it. So when it comes to Eyes Wide Open, again, all the links are going to be in the description of the podcast for their socials, their Patreon, where you can watch the YouTube videos, all the music videos, where you can uh, support them online, where you can buy some merch, where you can pre-order the album, pre-save the album, and that show on November 13th. If you're in Sweden, I implore you, go see Eyes Wide Open, play their release show, first show since the pandemic. Oh, it's going to be a great one. I wish I was there, guys. I always wish I was there. Also, please follow the Corporate Rush Podcast if you haven't already. Please subscribe to it. You have us on YouTube. Here episode, or now the YouTube video, or they say the YouTube channel, Corporate Progression Podcast. That's it. Well, we're still going to be doing other videos, but Corporate Progression Podcast is the name of it. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at MSOTD underscore rocks. Uh, that will be changing at the beginning of the year. We're just going to go straight Corporate Progression Podcast. Um, you can also... Listen to the podcast, Spotify podcast, iHeartRadio, and now Amazon, baby. You can listen on Amazon. All links will be in the description for you of the podcast so you can check out all of those. I want to thank Phoenix Fitness for sponsoring this video, this podcast, all this great stuff. 
And make sure you go and listen to Through Life and Death when it comes out November 12th, everybody. November 12th, that's the day to go. On that note, that's going to be for me today, guys. Thank you for watching and listening to the Chord Progression Podcast brought to you by MSO TV Rocks. We're rocking out Thrive. My name is Kevin. And you guys know how I am every single one. of the big, healthy, and hearty. See you